Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Anthony with the pump fake and one dribble inside to the long two, and he makes it. That's been his game his whole career, but look at him smiling. We go, my man. Welcome to another episode of The Long Two. I am Pete Rogers. He is Natty Wallach, and we are a Carmelo Stanthony podcast and uh, occasionally talk fantasy basketball. And Natty, since we do occasionally talk it, how is fantasy basketball going for you? How are your teams doing? Well, the only league that really matters to me is the Dynasty League that I'm in with my friends and have sure. been for a while. And I am currently in first place. Well, look at that. It's going pretty okay. How about you? I am doing well, but uh, I have become victim of the rash of injuries that has been sweeping Mm. the NBA. Um, And it has forced me, I... My my one true love, Luka Doncic, is currently nurse, <laughs> nursing his ankle, which has left me scrambling. So I know. Thank God that it was just like, um, I mean, I say minor, but like he'll be out for uh, probably a week, maybe a week plus. Um, but at least it's, I mean, God, can you imagine if it was like an Achilles or anything torn, ruptured, br- busted? That would have been devastating. I mean, when I first saw it, my reaction was, oh, no, that sucks. And then my second reaction was, oh, well, if it's not too bad, but they could, like, sit him out, then maybe that wouldn't be, like, the worst thing in the world. <laughs> and then, Well, then they sit him out, and what do you know? They end the Bucks' 18-game win streak. Yeah, that's ridiculous. So, like, that's just – that's the Bucks looking beyond them. Cause, I mean, like, it, seems, it seems like they should just trade Luka while his value is at its highest. They don't even really Absolutely. need him. Absolutely. Don't you agree? Yeah. Yeah, Dion Waiters is available. Like, <laughs> there's there's your fucking franchise Just go savior get right Aaron there, Gordon for oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, sell high. That's um, so funny. But anyways, but the Luca impact for myself, the Luca, the uh, his absence left me scrambling on the waiver wire today because I needed to try to my try my darndest to at least uh, make up for his absence, and so I figured, hey, we are a third of the way into the NBA season, which, which has kind of snuck up on us. Like it's already almost 2020. Yeah, it always does. But then the middle lasts so so long. long. It's like 1984. It's like you check the page count. It's like, there's a hundred more pages of this. (laughs) Jesus. God damn. I get it. Uh, Anyway. um, Like the doldrums of the NBA season. They're are nearly upon it, it's basically like after new year's when it's like oh okay there's playoffs happening and then college basketball is heating up and then baseball's getting closer in february and it's the nfl and then all of a sudden after march madness it's like oh yeah the nba oh i forgot about the fact there's that the a NBA. couple weeks left and oh like, yeah we're oh, suddenly getting cool. into the What's finals that? yeah 
Um, like no one pays attention. No, it's no, and that's the why NBA is worried about their numbers right now, and they're going to fucking plummet over yeah, the winter. They're, yeah, they're going to drop, and that's why they're trying to figure out cool, uh, cool schedule tweaks. Um, and maybe we'll talk about that on a different podcast. But I figured we'd take today's podcast to talk some waiver wire ads because there have been a, a fair number of injuries that have gone down, or players who are just you know maybe not producing at the level you need them to. Um, and I don't know about you, Natty. But I decided I've got three guys on my list here that I wanted to talk about. And each one I, I kind of feel like has a, a specific stat category. If you're looking to address this on your team, these are some guys you can look towards. I don't know if that's similarly how you uh, approached it, but um, I'm going to start with a guy who I added on my team because I was looking at my roster and I was like, you know what? Luca's out. Luca surprisingly has been leading my team or second on my team in rebounds behind Rudy Gobert. Um, and I was like, uh, if the biggest thing that I'm going to miss from missing Luca is going to be missing rebounds. So I went to my waiver mm. wire, added myself, Cody Zeller, mm. Charlotte Hornets, you know, sure. 29% yeah. rostered. He's averaging 7.9 boards, 11.6 points. Uh, and in the last five games, averaging 8.8 .8 boards, 13 points, uh, 1.2 stocks, which, you know, is a pretty nice and is taking uh 1.8 3s, which I am quasi on board with he's not making much i think he's like hitting 20 percent of them but hey i will i will step i'll give him a uh, props for for at least he's attempting trying. him exactly yeah. and now he's starting uh for the next five or so games probably with pj washington out which means he's going to get starter minutes which means he's going to get you more boards uh, but he's been a consistent board getter uh likely available on your waiver wire so if you are needing to address re rebounds on your team uh someone who i certainly think you should be targeting yeah, it's um, it's that time of year where you just have to get dudes that are available, and uh, Cody Zeller is available, and he gets you number. I mean, these are all specialists that we're going to be talking about for right. the most part, and you're just looking for volume, and you know they're streamers, or you can roster some of them. Like last year, actually, the past two years, I've just had Ed Davis on my team because yeah. his rebounds per minute were sky high, and he would always get you ten rebounds, like no matter what, even in twelve minutes. Um, so Cody Zeller fits that perfectly because you don't really know what's going to happen with that team in terms of trades, but like for right now, he's the dude that is in the paint. Yeah. And, and something that I've come to realize with my roster construction is because we often talk about it's my league is not an Uber, Uber deep league. Um, I, I don't know how many there are. There's like maybe 10 to 12 of us, probably about 10, I think, um, and, and so one of the things I've realized with my roster construction is that we talk about a lot of guys or you read about a lot of guys who are hot and you want to get them on your squad just for the, you know, the little stretch of the time that maybe they're peaking. And I found myself being like, ah, oh, but who realistically on my team can I drop for them? Uh, mm -hmm. And so I like, I like kind of like, even if it's sacrificing a spot, kind of keeping a, a streamer spot open where you can be like, you know, I'm not going to get attached to Cody Seller. Cody Seller, I'll probably yeah. dump him once he gets off the starting lineup, right? Once PJ Washington comes back, uh, Cody Zeller goes back to whatever, 20 minutes a game still will, could get you pretty solid boards, but at the very, but I'm not now relying on him all that much. And now I have this roster spot on my team where the, if whatever the next streaming option crops up or like Kendrick Nunn is still currently on our waiver wire. And if I'm like, well, he's still playing really well, I'll snag him up in a week. Uh, I have this spot that I can kind of rotate people through. And I like that. I, I'm learning how to construct my rosters this is only my second fantasy basketball year. And uh, I'm, I like that little move for myself yeah streaming in basketball is fun because of the 
ups and downs that a bunch of the like a slightly above average to average players go mm-hmm. through throughout a season. And it's also about like how many games they play in the week and how many shot attempts do they get? You know, sure. like you're looking at volume and trying to decide like what your floor is for the coming week. And going out and getting a specialist is the best way to help your team. You know, like if you need three pointers made, then just go get a dude who's that's all he does. Right. You know, like, um, and same with board, like it's a little bit rougher for just rebounds. Like that's not someone you'd want to roster, but like we said, Ed Davis and Cody Zeller, like you can just stream those guys. You don't care if somebody else rosters them really. Right. Um, I try to have two streaming spots on my team actually, because that, a makes me try to consolidate, mm-hmm. uh, which which helps when you like if your league loses dudes over the off season, and also it's just fun to stream dudes. Yeah, no, like it's I fun mean, to hit on somebody. It's oh, fun yeah. to have someone like have a twenty five point game out of nowhere, and like you just had them because they give you whatever four assists. Yeah, uh, who's a guy you're looking at off waivers, or are you like on waivers? So for uh, for boards, I went with someone slightly more owned, uh, PJ Tucker, forty two point three percent owned, but he's thirtieth in total rebounds over the last thirty days. Thirtieth. Seven players have twenty five plus three pointers made and one hundred plus rebounds over the past month. That list is Luka Doncic, Big Cat, LeBron, Pascal Siakam, Giannis. Porzingis and PJ Tucker. He has been number 60 on the ESPN player player rater for the season. Um, he's an incredible player and he's less than 50% owned and he gets you rebounds. Like look at the top 30. Are you kidding me from a forward position? He doesn't get used the points, but everything else he's done. Well, I think he's still shooting at above 50%. Uh, he's great. I can't believe he's not more owned. He's number 60. Yeah, shit. He's available in my league, and now that you just made that pitch, I'm like, man, should like I he's a player that has to play 34 Tucker. minutes a game because Houston doesn't have another player that does what he does. Right, he's averaging 36 minutes a game on the season. That's like not even unsustainable. Not even in the last Tony, like Jesus. week. It's just like, hey, PJ Tucker, you are getting basically 40 minutes a game for the season. And sometimes um, he's not going to give you more than like, I don't know, seven points, but he usually does something else that really helps your team and his ratios are good. Yeah, no. And if you look, I mean, I'm looking at his last, whatever, six games right in front of me. And it's basically, it's, it's either you get a single digit game or you get, you know, he's got six, 23, seven, 21 to 17. So in this course of a week, that's three, you know, two to three double digit good games and one to two single digit games. But you yeah, know, if you're counting up your entire week's worth, that's still plenty in order to, uh, to help your team. And he got, it gets you what? 1.8 stocks uh, on the season. No, he's a good guy. I like, and plus anytime, anytime you can get a part, get a active member, a 30 plus minute person of a high flying offense that wants to move the ball, you know, you're going to take that. Yeah. It's, uh, one of these blue collar, you know, not very sexy players in fantasy, but those are always the ones you want on your team totally, because they're undervalued and they help you win weeks. They just oh, yeah. like raise your floor. And maybe we'll talk about this in a later pod, maybe after, uh, after the holiday 
the holiday break, we'll talk about this. But those guys are the are, are the kind of guys too that are great trade like pieces. You know, sure. like if you're if I'm trying to you know trade uh, Demar for someone who's better than Demar, a PJ Tucker is the perfect kind of fringe good playoff good fantasy player who you i personally didn't invest anything in right because i didn't draft him i can grab him on waivers but he's a solid player that if i'm looking to trade up for someone that you can add that to the trade and you know whomever you're trading with is like okay now i'm, I'm getting one very good player and a solid guy for my you know star or whatever it is um and so those are guys that once you start thinking about all right how do i want to like really solidify my lineup and my roster heading into the you know back end of the season those are the people who are really good to have on your roster because you can just kind of toss them into into trades to sweeten the pot he's the type of player that uh good teams trade for before the playoffs in fantasy because of how solid he is and how much he raises your floor which is why i kept him on my team this year so that i don't have to fucking trade for him again look at you thinking ahead Dude, he's top 60. Like, I didn't expect this, but, uh, I mean, he's been a top 100 player, I believe. Um, And he's just... uh, Not scoring turns people off so hard in basketball. Yeah, it's so true. So hard. And it's crazy because there's all these other categories that also matter. Um, And you can really just pick up, like, great dudes that uh, need to be complicated by good scoring. Like, if you don't have someone who's scoring over 20 on your team, then you should focus on trading for that sort of player rather than TJ Tucker. But um, he's, yeah, he's a great playoff player in real life and in fantasy basketball. It's great. Yeah. Another guy who's in that top 60 ESPN uh, player Raider who you can get on waivers, who, if you're looking for assists, this is my assist guy for you is uh, Thomas Sadoransky for the bulls yes and i know last year we didn't have the podcast but i know natty on fake teams you wrote a bunch about him when he was playing for the wizards because <laughs> he came in when john paul, john wall got injured <laughs> i was going to say sean or john paul which i guess was a combination of sean paul and john wall uh <laughs> that would they be they could a, be the same i've never seen artist. them in the same room together <laughs> let's let's get that let's get john wall and sean paul in a room together uh yeah let's, let's make that happen people but that'd be Sa- a fun party. Sadoransky has submitted, so solidified himself as he's the starting point guard for the bulls. No questions asked 15% owned. He's tops. He's 57 overall in ESPN player rating top 20. Yeah. If you're doing it in terms of assists um, and he's averaging 5.3 per game. Plus he brings some scoring 9.2 points per game. And the thing I like about him is that he is shooting uh, 40% from three this season Mm -hmm. and so if you see any of those attempts even take a slight uptick up you're now starting that points is going to get start you know reaching into the double digits and now you're averaging what you know 10 and 5 a game maybe even 11 and 6 that's great stocks 1.7 gets the occasional rebound uh i like him a lot if you're looking to get assists onto your squad and also again like pj like it's a top 60 player if you if you need help this is where you get your help from. You get your help from someone who's 15% owned and is a top, you know, 60 player. Over the last 30 days, he has 90 total assists. That's tied for 14th in the NBA. That's pretty good. Um, fuck the Bulls, obviously, but uh, <laughs> Sorry, I've yeah, loved I him. Led, I should have led with that. I should have been like, I, my pick is Thomas Sanaransky. Fuck the Bulls. Uh, here's what you need to know. Dude, about and if he was still on the Wizards, it would just. Yeah. That would be exciting. Yeah, yeah, it would. 
anyway, it's fine. It's all just <laughs> fine. He's a good player. Yeah. And he's the sort of dude um, that occasionally gets close to a triple double and like, you know, you grit your teeth and you're like, Doug, just one fucking more. Come on. Just do um, it. Throw the ball off the backboard to yourself. Ricky Davison. Yeah. Yeah. But like guys that get you seven, seven and seven are rare, you know, yeah. like this kind of volume, while it's not in the double digits is super fucking helpful, especially again in a week when you have three or four games. Right. And well, he's, he had he's a really a six, slow start. Point guard. But, oh yeah. And he's good. Yeah. He's good in real life for sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I think he's definitely it's someone. crazy. Uh, do you have an assist guy? I do. My guy is fairly similar to your guy. Um, he is 14% owned. My guy is Rondo. Yeah. Yeah. Rondo over the past month has 75 total assists. Uh, Sadoransky had 90 as a reminder. So Rondo is 23rd most in total assists over the last month. However, also over the past month, he's been shooting 48.7% from three. What? He's shooting 45 from three on the season. What? 33 (laughs) players are averaging five-plus assists per game and three-plus rebounds per game on the season, including Rondo. Of those 33 who are averaging five assists and three rebounds, Rondo has the best three-point percentage. When did Rondo become this, like, Exact shooter from downtown. Exactly. So that's exact. That's what my next comment is on my pad. Actually, it's like question mark. It's <laughs> obviously the best of his career, Wait. and and he's not taking that many of them. Um, you know, it's I don't even think he's averaging three per game. But having Anthony Davis and LeBron James on yeah. your team opens up shots for you and Danny green, who is a great per Well, he hasn't been great this year, but he's a known perimeter threat. He's also out there. So Rondo might just be getting open shots and finally taking advantage of them because like everybody's doing it. And he's, I mean, only 12 other players have attempted at least 44 three point attempts this year. And also shot 45% from three, including Davis Bertans, who everybody knows is, the best shooter in the world and Don't JJ worry. Redick. We'll talk Rondo's about on him. that list. Oh, yeah. sure. Totally. Like he's he's shooting he's shooting well. Um yeah. and it's weird, but then you look at the context and who else is on that team and you're like, oh yeah, well, maybe that makes sense. Uh obviously he could trail off, but the shooting is just gravy. He's getting you assists. Yeah. Um five plus assists per game. Five dimes on the wire is unacceptable. You have to have dudes like that on your team because assists are hard to find. And Rondo is another guy who can sometimes get you close to a triple-double. And he's, uh, you know, he's had several in his career. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, Rondo, Rondo's like... And that can win you a week if you have triple-doubles yeah. as a category. Right, and that's what I was... Rondo is like the, the pinnacle of the irrational... Not so much a heat check, but just like we'll get hot for whatever random reason. And when he gets hot... Yeah. He knows he's got hot and then he just runs with it and he can, you know, since he's shooting well from three, he's got open shots. You know that he can dish out double digits assists. Like it's absolutely nothing, especially with that team It's and if his minutes increase at all, but like he, he could be the guy who you put on your squad and you've got him and he's given you whatever, you know, a casual five and five for most of the week. And then all of a sudden has one game where he goes off for 23 and 12 and you're like, oh, well, good thing. I've, and, and then adds, you know, whatever, eight boards. And you're like, well, oh, 
Good thing I had Rondo on my team. Like if, you, if you're thinking of, of people who have a, a very solid floor, who can hit some really ridiculous highs, and not only like might hit them, but like I would say with pretty good confidence that at least once a month, Rondo is going to give you a double-double. He's been injured a little bit, but the fact that the Lakers don't need to rush him back and that he doesn't need to play that many minutes when he does play, all of those things lead to when LeBron or AD sit out and AD's hurt right now, that means Rondo's usage will go up because he's shown like, okay, yeah, I can do this. It's totally fine. Um, He's, I heard, um, I think it was the Hoop Collective that the Lakers might be interested in trying to upgrade their point guard position which makes sense. Sure. Um, everybody needs shooting, as, as, including the Lakers. So I And they sort of have some holes to fill. Um, but upgrading the point would make a lot of sense. But I don't think that that would hurt Rondo's value because I think he would go to a team where they're like, okay, well, you're probably one of the biggest names on this team now. Yeah, you get to play a lot. And maybe his volume even goes up. Uh, and if he stays on the Lakers, then he's just like in prime position to have – I don't know, a really good game like every three or four games. In the meantime, just giving you dimes and giving you boards. Three plus right. rebounds per game for a point guard. Um, and if his shooting keeps up, if his ratios keep this, like that's that's nuts. That It'll yeah. be the best shooting season of his career, um, which should make a lot of sense when you're playing with LeBron James. Plus, did you see his fake alley-oop pass to LeBron? Yeah, that's the other thing. It, it seems like the Lakers are having fun. Yeah, like they're like LeBron fake blocked a layup of his. It, it's um, and man, and they hated each other when it was Boston versus well, Cleveland when they were both young. Rondo, Rondo is like. I mean, Rondo guarded LeBron in the right. playoffs. Well, because Rondo, people, people are all in like Patrick Beverly and Marcus Smart and like those kinds of defenders who love to just like fuck with you. Dwayne Wade did a little bit. Chris Paul does it. Like Rondo would just fuck with people with and and like the thing is is that he grew with KG next to him and KG was just like Rondo yeah. fuck with people and Rondo's like all right I'm gonna do this and he's just so cool. You know, he just is, he has his like easy, flat tempered demeanor that I think he just really just like picks at people to the point where they just can't stand him. Lance Stevenson is another guy, obviously, but Lance Stevenson was a little oh, yeah. more player than actual. He had Born one ready. One Hell week. yeah. Um, eighth grader. <laughs> but yeah, but no, I, I mean, I have always loved me Rondo because he was. And he's uh, always under owned. It's always. like everyone's always complaining about not being able to find assists. And you're like, dude, that motherfucker's <laughs> sitting right there. The guy, what is wrong with the you? The guy's one of the best passers in the NBA right now. Like he's, he's always for, available. For the last decade. Yeah. By the way, he's on my team too. <laughs> like <laughs> I am committed to trying to keep like three specialists. And so that I don't have to trade for them later, nice. which also Smart. helps to consolidate. Smart. I'm just trying. I'm just irritated. You're, I've made some bad ahead. trades, Pete. Yeah. I've made some real, <laughs> real bad trades and I keep track of them. And when I look at them, it's oh, just no. oh, terrible. No. What's your worst one? I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, it's. I'm not going to get into it. Oh, I tried. Um, you alluded to him, and I, I, I have to. I, he's not a, a specific category. I guess three pointers made is a category for him. But the fact that Davis Bertans, oh my God, is a top fifty player. Yeah, is owned in forty percent of leagues. Mm-hmm. Maddie, I know you can't 
because you are equally as flummoxed as I am. But explain to me how a guy who's scoring 15 plus a game, shooting eight plus threes at 46 fucking percent, puts up almost five boards a game, is under 50% owned. Only four players are under 50% owned in the top 60. It's Davis Bertans, it's Tomas Sadoransky, PJ Tucker, and our boyfriend, Brooke Lopez. Oh, Brooke. Pick all four of them up Go right now. Those players. You'll win your league. If all four of them are available in your league, pick them up and you'll win. Yes. I'm telling you that right now. Game set match. Uh, I think people haven't picked up Bertans because they're skeptical or they don't know who he is because no one's watching Washington. Um, but I would, I would, I would assume that it's um, people in shallow leagues being like, "Well, I don't want to drop an established dude for this guy who's had like a good three weeks." Sure, um, but it's it, it it looks real. But that's I mean, also, he's shooting so much that it's crazy. It's absurd because he's been like Steph numbers, so right. that's really hard to believe. And if you can't drop guys like, and if you can't stream, then that makes a little bit of sense. But uh, at this point, I think you, like, I don't know where I would draw the line, but he's a top 60 player. Like, well, the thing have, is also you the, have to pick it up. Right. And the thing is, too, is just like, I understand this is, this is, there's always a line here that's really hard to gauge. And I, and I recognize that and I admit it. I will not say that I, I have been able to like perfectly find that line and, and flirt with it and, and, and nail it. But the, like at a certain point, right. You're always like, all right, well let's, so for Davis Bertans, you watch a week of him to start the season. You're like, holy shit, this guy is fucking lights out from downtown. Can this really, is this, is this a, you know, a flash in the pan? I'll give it, you know, one more week or two more weeks. Okay. And if he continues to play like that at a certain point, you just got to be like, all right, I'm in, I'm buying in. Cause what you don't want to do is you don't want to be like, all right, I'll give it more and more and more. And now you've given it two, two and a half months. And if you buy in now, like eventually this is not good. He's not, he's not magically turned into a top 20 player in the NBA. Like I hate to break it to you guys, but so it's not like he, this, these numbers are going to keep up. And it's just like, at some point you have to just buy in so that you can at least enjoy some of the run that this player is putting together. This will most likely never happen again for Bertons this season, because next season, John Wall comes back. Right. And presumably they're going to try to improve their team's defense, but the wizards don't give a fuck about this year. They just want to see what they have and continue having a top five offense. And they're just feeding their young dudes. So Bertans and Wagner, um, Ish Smith has been good while Isaiah Thomas was out, but, uh, this season might not ever get replicated for Bertans, but even if he has like 75% of this season, it's crazy how many threes he's shooting, man. He's, he's shooting it's eight like, plus threes at 46%. Yeah. It's just so fucked up. It's so weird watching the Wizards and being like, shit, like can't fucking believe this I team. Know. And their defense is so bad. Whatever. Um, he's <laughs> He's a real player though. And the thing is, you can't, you when you put a player on your watch list, you should assume that at least a third of the league has also done that. Sure. You should never assume that you're the only player looking at someone on the wire. You should assume that there's a ticking clock and other people are going to pick them up before you. Yeah. 
And so, like you said, it's a moving target when you decide, okay, this guy is now worth my time and it's worth me dropping someone like with a more established name or, uh, or I like more, whatever. Um, if you're in a league with free agent budgets for a week, you know, you rather pick him up at like $3 sure. than $23. Um, and also if he just keeps this up, this is the sort of dude that can help you win a week in your playoffs. Like if you just make seven threes, you know, right. like that'll, that can help you win within a seven day stretch of games. Yep. Um, he's <laughs> like, I don't, it would take so much for him to fall off the map at this point. It, he just doesn't look like he's a flash in the pan. It looks like this is real. Also, he was doing not this, but he was a great shooter last year for the Spurs and the Spurs hated losing him, but they only did it because they thought that one of the Morris twins was going to sign with them. And then he signed with the Knicks instead and blah, blah, blah. But the Spurs got rid of him because they thought they were getting a more established player. They would have kept him if they knew that they weren't. Totally. He's, and the Spurs wish they had him right now. Can oh, you imagine yeah. San Antonio with this guy? Oh, it'd be, it would, it's exactly what they're missing. It's what everybody is missing, which is why, uh, I mean, he absolutely has a tradable contract. I think it's like $7 million or something for it's two years. Nothing. Yeah. And so, obviously, every single team in the NBA, the good and the bad, would like to have that. Um, I, I read that the Wizards aren't going like they took him off the trade market which i think is a really funny thing to do because you must know that his value will never be higher you you trade right you trade him for as much as you basically you you talk to the bucks the celtics the sixers and you know every contender in the east and you're just like oh hey uh danny ainge you would like this guy well guess what i've got you know i've got the sixers on the line and they are offering now X, Y, and Z. Can you beat and like just play everyone off of each other and just get an absurd package for him from a from a contender team? And it's not like John Wall and Bradley Beal are old, but you're going to try to be competitive with those two as your studs. So keeping Bartons around does make sense because he complements those players, but you're going to have to pay a bunch for him in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Would you rather, and you have no idea how good John Wall is going to be next year. He probably won't be that great. Right. Um, it's going to be like a two year injury. So maybe you'll be bad again next year. So are you trying to get picks in the future? Uh, would you rather trade Rihachimura? Because at this point, Rihachimura and Bertans play the same position. Mm-hmm. So uh, do you, want to have a six man like the Clippers did with Lou Williams. Cause that seems to work out pretty well when you just can get instant scoring. That's not bad. Um, so I wouldn't blame the wizards for not trading him, but I do sort of feel like trades are going to be so hard this year that you could maybe get a really good deal for it. Yeah. Uh, do you have a final guy to add off waivers? Uh, I wanted to mention um, a blocks player that surprised. Ooh, me. I like it. So this player has the same total blocks, 16, as Bam Adebayo over the last 30 days. Okay. He, these 16 blocks are also more than Giannis and Pascal Siakam over the last 30. This player is CJ McCollum. Oh. Yeah. A shooting guard who's getting you more blocks than Siakam and Giannis and the same amount as bam. Um, that, that was very interesting to me. Obviously it's hard to trade for CJ McCollum, but uh, that really jumped out. It was that 
I was surprised by that. And it's a great player to trade for because they're having such a weird season. Um, I don't really know how people feel in fantasy about Dame mm. and CJ right mm-hmm. now. I Everybody, mean, I, have, I, I have CJ and I love it. Yeah. Would you trade him? Cause like, let's say that nothing really changes in Portland and they're out of the playoffs. Sure. Would you trade CJ for two pieces? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would certainly listen to offers. He's by far not like he's not untouchable. Yeah. I agree. And I don't really know, like in real life, I, you can't like get him to the lake or like his, his mm-hmm. uh, salary is so high. I don't even know. Like I haven't even looked at trades with him, but anyway, that was interesting. Um, let's see. Oh, Dante DiVincenzo, 3% owned. He's third in total steals over the last 30 days. He Hi, has Dante. 28 after Harden and Ben Simmons. And Eric Bledsoe is out for a few weeks, so that's that could be a pretty nice pickup. Um, that that's crazy. I can't yeah. believe he has that many steals. Also, just one more thing. Uh, this is for points. Evan Fournier has mm, twenty three yes, points sir. per game over the last month. Um, he's twenty six years old. He's making seventeen million dollars this year and next year. I think he could be a trade target if Orlando falls back out of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but twenty three points per game over the past thirty—that's good. You should go that's, try to trade for that. Guy. Those are good numbers. Yes, they are. Um, let's see. Was there anybody else? Oh, Willie Cauley Stein. He's fifty percent owned, but he is—he's eleventh uh, most total blocks over the past month, and it doesn't really seem like he's lost playing time. Uh, as the Kings, um, or sorry, as Warriors, yeah, Warriors, as they go through. Wait, who's the guy that came? Oh, Looney, sorry. <laughs> and he's, you know, he's getting minutes, like he's yeah. playing. That's, and I, I don't think he's a trade candidate. I mean, maybe he is, but uh, he's one of the Warriors, the Elite Eight, where it's just a bunch of dudes getting minutes, and no one's really believing in them yet but they get volume yeah i like it i like it um so i didn't explain um, we're gonna move on and i didn't explain why i chose this to be our next thing to talk about but i will i promise uh but first we're gonna take a quick ad break and then we're gonna be back and uh maybe talk some star wars nba crossover (laughs) you ready showtime on May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Let me let me explain why this uh, idea dawned upon me. I guess it's 
I mean, first of all, uh, the rise of Skywalker is coming out pretty damn soon. Like next next weekend, this weekend. It's like yeah, I think it already had its world premiere. Yeah, but so, uh, so it's out. Maybe we get it Friday. Yeah. Well, maybe we, you and I, should have been at the world premiere. I'm a little insulted that our press credentials didn't get us there. Oh well, I was invited, but oh, we we're going to pod. So oh, you know. <laughs> well, I apologize. I'm sorry that, I, that this is just no, 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 no. I choose this over everything oh else, gosh. buddy. You wow. know that. Wow, that is really a testament to <laughs> to me, to this podcast, and to our our devoted listener. I don't um, need another red carpet. You know, you've, <laughs> you've seen already one, got you've seen them all. In your life. Yeah. Uh, but I guess today's also the three year anniversary of uh, Rogue One, which oh. I still think is one of the greatest i mean it might even rival some of the films in the original trilogy in terms of just like star wars masterpieces uh i i think that's one of the greatest star wars films ever created and one of the better films of the last you know five years but is it better than attack of the clones though is it <laughs> is it though i did that did bring some very uh real tough questions to light like what is anakin's responsibility upon murdering a village of children God, damn that prequel <laughs> just i'm still so, upset they're so bad but uh but part of it was i saw the clip going around uh on on twitter of the final scene in rogue one where darth vader invades and just eviscerates uh yeah. all oh my god and it's just so a be- over the top it's, it's just a perfect it's just a like perfect scene in Cutting every dude and oh it's incredible just incredible at every level um and so as i was thinking for things to talk about on the pod today i was like hey let's uh let's cast star wars with nba players so that's that was the reason why out of the blue i pinged you natty and i was like this is the second thing we're going to do on the pod. We're going to talk about Star Wars uh, as NBA players. When we talk about casting Star Wars, I feel like there are, we're not going to look at the prequels and we're not going to look at the most recent uh, trilogy because that's not, hasn't been final, or at least I haven't. I don't know what you were planning, Abby, but I was thinking the players to tackle, you got to find a Luke, got to find a Leia, got to find a Han and Chewie, and then obviously the villain Vader uh, for the league. Um, and you mean the tragic hero, don't you? Exactly. The tragic hero. And actually, that's a well, well said thing because that does play into my choice. Let oh, us, nice. Oh, yeah. I went. Is above it Dion Waiters? It is. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I wish it was. But I don't think Dion Waiters quite has the clout of saving the Jedi. Oh. <laughs> I mean, maybe he does. Maybe he does. Maybe he was looked upon as the, uh, as the, the one that was supposed to bring light or balance to the Force. Dude, when you skip school and say that you're sick, like don't take pictures of yourself at the baseball game. <laughs> just just uh, solid advice as to not get caught in your lie. Yeah, I had diarrhea, so I went out on my boat. <laughs> what the fuck? Not to send out photographic evidence. Maybe people of it. do that. Uh, maybe. Maybe it's best to have your diarrhea in the sea. I mean, I, I think he wants to get traded, don't you? Oh, well, yes. That, I feel like that's a, a foregone conclusion. Otherwise, why would you get high on gummy bears and have explosive diarrhea on your boat? I mean, he just hardly has played, and there doesn't really seem like there's a spot on the team for him. And I don't know what his trade value is uh, because all this, right, this isn't. We don't need to talk about yeah, Dion Waiters. Talk trade about Waiters. <laughs> He's my Luke, by the way. <laughs> oh, good, good, good. That fits. Um, so yeah, let's start with Luke. Let's start with Luke. And and for my justification, or for my 
litmus test of this. I was like, you need to have a protagonist, obviously, but he needs to be kind of whiny that like not everyone loves at first. And he's not really, he's not, I would say if you looked at the group of the core three, Luke, Leia, and Han, he's certainly not the most beloved of those three. Don't you agree? Uh, I think it depends. I mean, like who doesn't like Han Solo? Right. I mean, Han Solo is the epitome of all that is great and good in the world. I think people have sentimental attachment to Luke (laughs) Um, and everybody loves Leia. So I, I don't know. It's a, it's a strange trio because I think you're right. Luke is low man on the totem pole, but it's all sort of one, a one B one C. Sure. So anyways, so I went with uh, Russell Westbrook as my Luke. Oh, okay. He's maybe slightly misunderstood there there's definitely a contingent that's very pro him and definitely a contingent that's very anti him um but seemingly like is a leader in the nba he puts up phenomenal stats he does phenomenal things on the court um but there's you know you kind of also just you don't know what it is but there's definitely something about him that you're like i am not fully on board or feeling this character and that's how i always feel about luke um, so Russell Westbrook, I figured I picked as to be my to be my Luke for for this recasting. Okay, uh, I went in a little different direction. I went with the savior, the guy that will sure. you know, deliver us to the new yep. age, Luka Doncic, who Beautiful. obviously has force magic powers. Uh, he uses force slow <laughs> to cloud opponents' yep. minds. I like it. Like Darth Nihilus did, aka the Lord of Hunger. And hey, Luca's a little chunky. Yeah. Uh, here's a quote about Darth Nihilus. He was responsible for the devastation of the planet Qatar in 3952 before the Battle of Yavin, yes. killing and yes. absorbing the force energy of the Jedi at the Conclave on Qatar, along with every other living thing on the world. Oh I believe God. Luca said that at some point this season <laughs> as well. I appreciate so the, the depth that you have gone to to make these, <laughs> these uh, comparisons. Uh, you said Star Wars, and I was like, cool, you're like, I will work out. <laughs> Absolutely. I will take this to the highest level. Uh, yeah, I, Star Wars. I'm so apprehensive about the new movie, but um, it's obviously I will always cast Star Wars. That is not a problem. Perfect. Well, I like I like that casting. I think that is, if I were to, that is feels like a very natural fit for Luke. Who is your natural fit for Leia then? Okay, Leia. I'm sticking with loyal or loyalty with royalty. I'm choosing mm. LeBron. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. So no one wins as much as he does, yep. and it's always others f- that fail him. Like almost all of the men in Leia's life. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, like Leia's the one who gets everything movie. She's the one that gets Obi-Wan, you know? Like yep. she's she does, the reason she, she's the all one of this fucking happens this, to begin with. She carries with. the entire the entire yeah. movie's franchise plot line. Luke would stay a farm boy on some asshole planet <laughs> that also happens to double as the most important planet in the galaxy. Uh, Han would probably have died trying to do the Kessel Spice run and even under whatever parsecs, which doesn't make sense. Um, but Leia would still be fighting the rebellion. Like both Han and Luke leave the rebellion at different points. Right. In the third movie, Luke just fucking leaves while they're trying to do their biggest attack and defeat the goddamn empire so that he can go talk to his dad and his dad's boss. 
He just straight up is like, man, totally good luck sense. with the attack. I, I wish I could you. help, but I'm my dad's in able town. To, I'm not going to be able to to be yeah. to work. You won't need me while you attack on the <laughs> forest moon of Endor, and you won't need me, one of the best pilots in the galaxy, like nah. while our armada attacks the Death Star too. I that really pisses me. He just ghosted. It's like bye, and no one cared. See, and that's why also Russell Westbrook Lando blows up the center. Russell Westbrook, are we uh, are we still on this? Uh, you know, a little ghosting there. I don't know if that's true or not, but I'm in it. Anyways, <laughs> who's uh, your Leia? <laughs> my Leia. So anyway, was... same with LeBron. By the way, exactly. Like yes. LeBron doesn't lose because of him. He loses right. because of other people. Oh yeah, and the media make sure to uh, to solidify that. Um, I so I I took a similar approach to Leia, which was the fact that Leia, despite being in a world of men, gets shit done. And so I tried to think of, of NBA players. And the one guy who I really wanted to have, I unfortunately, fortunately didn't work, but uh, because it's a little too long ago, but I went with Kemba, Kemba Walker, who gets oh, shit done nice. in a world of taller men. You know, he's an undersized point guard in today's basketball at whatever six foot, um, but still is able to, to get shit done and can rise up, you know, thrive in this world that isn't constructed for him. I really wanted... 2016 2017 isaiah thomas since he's like the literal epitome of beating the odds and fighting a small person that's surviving and fighting and thriving in a big man's world um but that was a little too far away and i wanted to be recent nba so i I, so kemba walker um is uh plus they both he and russell westbrook both are point guards scoring point guards they're siblings in a way i guess you could say they're the general the floor general like general leia organa man you are making my pitch much better than i made my pitch i like it this is this is why we work well together because i set out a half-assed idea and you're thrown (laughs) to the utmost they both can fly through space or all three of them anyway yep So for Han, then I wanted you need to have someone like there are very clear characteristics of a Han Solo. Okay. Suave. Alluring in that kind of standoffish way, you know, not overly emotional, but like, you know, he's got the emotion there and he lets it fly occasionally. But like, you know, I love you. I know. Like, that's a classic Han. Um, Also, get shit done but is a hired gun, you know, it will play and will, you know, do whatever for the right price. I went with the most recent hired gun in the NBA, mm. Kawhi Leonard. Nice. Kawhi Leonard. Nice. Very, you know, people are intrigued by him because he doesn't say much, but he does a lot. And I feel like that's hot. And then you had him in San Antonio gets a ring. Toronto gets a ring and now he's in you know LA with the Clippers and they'll probably get a ring at some point while he's there. Uh, and I think that he, he's, he's the kind of, he's maybe not as, I don't know. He could have a little sex appeal too. If he wanted to kind of get done <laughs> up, right. Where why does not deliver that spice, leather though. boots. I yeah, mean. no, he doesn't, he doesn't quite, doesn't quite thrive on that. You mean that doesn't get you hot and bothered? <laughs> it would be incredible to have Kawhi just say Han's lines, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, you'd be, I'd be all over you it. You want us to fly through an asteroid or a star? You want to, us to fly through an asteroid or a star? 
Like what? What if he? What I mean? What if he's just a gigantic Star Wars nerd and he's like, oh. yeah, I could be on. Obviously, I dress. That would be the least surprising Halloween thing in the every world. year. I'd be like, oh yeah, no, I totally buy that. That like you know, Kwai is this uber nerdy Star Wars guy. Who's a uh, Yurhan? So I went with James Harden, who oh. is third most in steals this year. Sure, and Han sure. is a scoundrel and a smuggler it. and a thief. And he goes it alone outside of his, you know, blood sidekick, Chewie. Um, people don't like either of them, Han or Harden. That's fair. Uh, That's they fair. don't like them for how they conduct their business, their trade. And uh, Harden also shot Greedo first. And so did mm. Han. So, well yeah. done. Well done. Thank Han, you very much. I Han appreciate did shoot, that. did shoot Greedo <laughs> first. So let's not pretend that he didn't. But, like, it's funny... I mean, this is super nerd, but like Han is really, or he was disliked in the old expanded mm-hmm. universe, uh, just because like he betrays people all the time and he just has a really bad reputation. You sort of get that in the first J.J. Abrams movie. Yeah. Like he's, uh, you know, he owes right. people he's... all of the time and he's, you can't trust him. Right. Um, and that's why it was such a big deal when he comes back in the original trilogy. Yeah. Uh, like when you just see the Millennium Falcon coming in oh. with the star behind, it's incredible. It's always such a fucking cool scene. Oh man, he's it's so great. fucking cool. God, he's Indiana so Jones, the cool. Ugh, we have we talked about it. this before? Very quickly, that Harrison Ford might have a monopoly on like badass roles that he has played. Like if oh, you look at the percentage no, of his, yeah. I mean, if the only person who the person who I always think that comes to mind too is Hugo Weaving who's oh, been, for matrix and lord of the rings and he was v and v for vendetta oh right yeah which is like that's a pretty badass trio. oh and he's red skull and he's red skull pretty badass trio or or quad there but it's sure. hard to, it's hard to pass up playing han solo in indiana jones i mean sam l jackson was in star wars and then every other cool movie that ever happened that's including fair, snakes fair on a plane and Harrison Ford was in Six Days, Seven Nights. So they both have ups and downs. They both, they both have peaks and troughs. Peaks and valleys. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, but the, the coolest thing about Harrison Ford is that uh, Han and Indy are both um, original creations. I mean, they're both based on other characters, mm-hmm. obviously. But it's not like, you know, a cool rendition of Batman or someone right. who did uh, a really awesome Captain America. Ryan. Like, these are totally movie creations right and they're both iconic and uh it's awesome that he didn't get like typecast or anything you know like he just did all this other shit uh that was also super cool while being in six movies that are among the you know coolest hi, hi, shit right. ever yeah uh who's your who's your blood sidekick to uh to haunt to james harden okay so this is interesting because i went in a bit of a different route with the same player that you named kemba is my chewy oh interesting everybody loves chewy everyone loves chewy he's super helpful he's arguably aside from r2 the most important person in mm. star wars yep, yep he's always there and by the way the millennium falcon is his han is dead it's yeah, his fucking it's ship his. Like he should be the captain. Oh. It's it sucks that they keep handing it off to other people. He like he's instrumental. Also, it's weird that when Kylo Ren killed his dad and Uncle Chewie is like watching it happen, and he like Kylo and Chewbacca obviously know each other. And totally, 
he immediately shoots at him. That's a little strange. Anyway, everybody loves Kemba. Uh, he gets you assists. Everyone's super excited. He's on board, just like everybody would be with Chewbacca. Uh, there's there's no downside. They're the coolest, and we all love him. Oh, I love that. I mean, the Celtics fan in me just absolutely adores that pick. That is exceptional. Uh, I went with my Chewy pick. I <laughs> I went with more of the physical attributes of Chewbacca. Totally. Who do I see with that on the court? Uh, the man I picked. He's big, he's hairy, <laughs> he kind of speaks English. And My ears are burning. <laughs> not someone who you want to fuck with. Steven Adams. Oh, not me. Oh, not, okay. oh, oh sorry. Uh, yeah, no, not you. Right. Steven Adams, who gets kicked in the nuts more often than anyone I've ever and, seen. And you know what he while does? While remaining chill. Exactly. <laughs> he grits and bears it. And then when you fucking kill his his best friend, he goes ape shit and just starts murdering stormtroopers like a boss. Dude, guys from Kashyyyk, like they're they breed them hard there. And yeah. uh, same Wookies, with same with Kiwis. Yeah, exactly. They would get along. God, I would watch the hell out of a movie with Steven Adams and some goddamn just just, just Steven Adams and Chewbacca like getting high and doing uh like mystery theater or whatever science mystery theater where you just watch old movies and they just narrate throughout it that's what I want that's sure and they win by getting kicked in the nuts and being underappreciated they just and well every episode ends with them both just kicking each other in the nuts until the one of them collapses right and then someone comes in and is like no this is I'm the captain of this ship this isn't your team yeah exactly um, this leads us to our final, our final casting, the villain of, or the misunderstood hero, or however you want to explain it. <laughs> um, <laughs> the man who uh, was supposed to lead the Jedi and the Force to balance, but mm, was a little succumbed by the dark side. Uh, he got and, sidetracked by a pretty face. I know. Haven't and we all, Pete? Haven't twins. we all? That's why you don't have babies. Yeah, by the way, he was also uh, like Jesus Christ in Immaculate Conception. We have no idea who Anakin yeah. Skywalker's dad is. It's yeah. Let's, a little uh, troubling. Just the midichlorians just like formed themselves inside of his mom. And just, I just poof. remember bursting out laughing in the theater when we saw that. And like oh, God. <laughs> Liam Neeson says that and we all just started just like, like, what, what the it, fuck are what you talking about? What an unnecessary thing, George. Like, yeah, fake science is the worst. Yeah, let's not let's not try to do this. Anyways. Um, midichlorians. So you, had, you had this person as your <laughs> earlier. I have him as my Vader. James Harden is my nice. Darth Vader. He was supposed sure. to be the chosen one to help usher in the three-point wave, but the power of optimization has corrupted him. And now all he does is shoot either three-pointers or gets to the foul line. That's because those are the most efficient shots in the NBA. So he has taken it to the level where people hate him for it and loathe him. And never forget, James Harden, Russell Westbrook have a long torrent history together as they both played for the thunder and then they were separated um much like luke and Darth vader ah, had a very complex nice. relationship uh so there you go james harden plus james harden already has the whole breathing apparatus that's like around his face some call it a beard <laughs> i call it a, a helpful breathing apparatus for when you're shooting you know 33s a game um so he is my he is my Darth vader Damn, I really hope things end up better for him than they did for Vader, because <laughs> Luke well, gets away. <laughs> Luke gets away. 
So this is this is what's going to happen is is that is that uh, James Harden gonna, leaves and gets James Harden's going to sacrifice Harden himself dies. exactly. <laughs> James Harden's going to sacrifice him for Russell so that Russell Westbrook can get a ring, uh, and then he will be sister, forgotten. She was right. Yeah. 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 And Kemba's going to be like, wait, what? Someone say something. <laughs> I love that though because also everybody's afraid and hates Harden. And right. they just, they're so upset about like what he's doing to the NBA, even though he's not doing anything. Nobody Nothing. else does this. He's like Shaq, you know, or like right. Dr. J, like, or like Steph. He plays a different way. And what he's good at, he can do better than everybody else. And right. so you get pissed about it. And then you want the rules changed. Yep, exactly. Who's your Vader? My Vader, my dreadlord is Giannis. Uh, yes. Darth Giannis is stronger than everybody else. Yep. He can fly across the court. Yep. He's going to destroy the old order and reign mm. supreme mm. in the galaxy. Listen to this man speak. Just like Vader, who wields his lightsaber, Giannis doesn't need shooting to be good. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> but he's working on it. Yep, it's he's getting, getting there. there. It's getting there. Uh, also, like Darth Vader, Giannis has a great smile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and... Darth Vader's really got that uh, frozen on his face. Yeah, it does. I mean, he bears his teeth in a strange <laughs> way. He's it, it's a grin. Yeah, yeah, no, I get but, it. But uh, Giannis is just the strongest in the galaxy, which is why Darth Sidious, Emperor Palpatine, wanted him in the first place. Hopefully, his anger doesn't overtake him. But it looks like he is stone cold assassin this year. He wants. I don't know if he wants the MVP, but he wants to be in the Eastern Conference Finals with a good chance to get to the finals. If that doesn't happen, I don't know what happens in Milwaukee because it's going to be unacceptable. Yeah. Um, they they need to be a legit contender because Giannis is doing things that we've never seen anyone do before. And he sort of it's not that it looks easy. It just sort of looks like he it's not as impressive that he can do it. He just moves so well for someone so big, and he's just made out of muscles. You yeah. know, it's it's just midi chlorians up just from head to toe, fucking everywhere. Yeah, like he could dual wield lightsabers. I'm sure. Oh yeah. Um, well, Giannis was he, an immaculate conception. We all know that. And probably rings true. Yeah. And you know, Anakin had to leave a desperate plight on his home planet and Giannis had to leave from desperate spots in his home countries and mm -hmm. now he's here and mm -hmm. he's mm -hmm. you know on a collision course with the LA Lakers and LeBron James and uh oh oh natty well done thank Tying you very it much. back to princess LeBron like there's no part of me that doesn't want a Lakers Bucks finals. I know. I just want to see those two fucking go head to head for, so hard for seven games. Yeah. And I, I just want to see Brolo be happy, yep. <laughs> but I also want to see Danny green in the finals again, because that would cement my belief that like, he's really important. Um, but yeah, Giannis just looks, I there's it's a perfect cast. LeBron would have to, turn it up a notch to get the mvp right now for me like Giannis just looks like yeah. the best player alive yep i i completely agree with that uh real quick let's hit studs duds and buds for the week sure yeah we were both 50 percent last week we were we were indeed yeah uh i what you're now seven and five i'm five and seven i got to stop doing that so that i can actually catch up to you got to start winning and you got to start losing uh so for those who are new to the show every week 
We give a player who's set to have a great rest of the week, a player who's going to struggle, and someone who we want to just keep watching play. Natty, why don't you start us off? Who is your stud for the week? I'm going to go with Norm Powell, who is a Toronto Raptor young guy who's just been fucking lights out over the last month. He's 15% owned, by the way. He's averaged 18, three and two, three rebounds, two assists with one plus steal per game and two plus three pointers made over the last 30 days. His upcoming three game schedule is Detroit, the Wizards and Dallas. The Wizards are a catastrophe on defense. Um, and the other two games, like Luca's out and Detroit, Drummond and Blake have been trading on and off with being injured. I just think this is a nice sort of easy schedule, and maybe some of the more established Raptors won't have to play as much, which means that Norm Powell, who's a young kid and can score, is going to get some volume. So I like him this week. I love it. Uh, my stuff for this week, I'm speaking a good week into existence because he's on my fantasy team, and I want him to do well. Tristan Thompson plays the Hornets, Mm. the Grizzlies, and the Hornets have been letting centers do whatever they want against them, and the Grizzlies haven't been much better. And I like the fact that he's pissed off, that he feels like this team is is not using him right, or something clearly is going on behind the scenes. He had a nice little yelling match with uh, Cleveland's coaching staff a couple of games ago. So I like that. I like that raw intensity, and with two matchups where he's going to be able to take full advantage of, I think he's just going to come in and just continue to get you basically double-doubles for the rest of the week. We have been saying it since the preseason. We like the pissed off players this year. This is Those that's the only the guys, way to play. Yeah, it's um, it, it's funny because in some ways the NBA has never been better off, uh, especially since like the big teams like look really good aside from the Knicks. Um, there are also teams yeah. like the Warriors and players like Kevin Durant that are out, so they're making room for other faces uh, and. I mean, it's weird that there's so many angry people. (laughs) I love it. I'm here for it. So, yeah, absolutely. So that's a good pick. I love it. Who's your dud? My dud is the unicorn, Kristaps Porzingis. Chrissy. Yeah, Luca's out, and the Mavs are going up against Boston, Philadelphia, and Toronto. Oh, that is a rough schedule. Yeah, so that's... Uh, you know, that's three front courts that you don't want to play ever. And uh, I think those teams are going to see a Luca-less Mavericks team as not an easy win, but a win that they should get. Mm-hmm. So I think these uh, games are going to be really tough for Dallas, and I wouldn't be surprised if they lost all three. Yeah, that's – and we saw him do very well against the um, Bucks in order to stop the their winning streak. But it's a tall task to say, hey, the whole franchise is, or the whole team is basically on you now for the next three games. You're going to be the one that everyone's after when you're facing three of the best defenses in the league. And not for nothing, but the last time Kristaps was the number one option on offense on the Knicks, the Knicks sucked ass. So fair. It's fair, dog. You know, like it could work out. It would be great if it did. Like if, if he just goes off and it's like, 28 points, three straight games or something like mm-hmm. that would be awesome to see, get a bunch of blocks, like be like old Chris stops and the rest of the team sort of compliments him. That would be great. Yeah. Well, it certainly put them in a good place uh, moving forward. My dud this week, uh, we talked about him a little bit. He hasn't been great this season and now he's got two real tough matchups. Uh, Danny green 
Nice. I, I don't think he's going to have a good week. He's facing the Bucks and the Nuggets for the rest of the week, both of whom are not defenses you want to mess with, uh, especially the Nuggets who are allowed the third fewest threes made to yeah. shooting guards this year. So that is how they have their record. It's been Will their Bertone. defense, not their offense. Yeah, Will Barton yeah. doing doing good shit out there in Denver. And since Danny Green's already had a fine season up to this point, I don't see him uh, lighting up the scoreboards for the rest of the week. He hasn't really been shooting well recently. Yeah. Like he can definitely do better, but I, you know, maybe they're just asking him to do more defense than anything else. Uh, yeah. Which is what they need him to do. Who is yeah. your bud? Who are you looking forward to watching for the rest of the week before we go? Okay. My bud, you mentioned uh, his running mate earlier. PJ Washington is going to be out um, probably until the new year, but at least for the next little while, my bud is miles bridges on Ooh. Charlotte. I had Devontae they, Graham all written in my notes because I thought that's where oh, really? going, but I like it. Miles Bridges. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. So they play. So Charlotte plays Cleveland, Utah, and Boston. That's like three different levels of teams. I know Utah is supposed to be a contender, but they just don't really seem right yet. Uh, maybe just still rounding into form. Cleveland is a bad team, <laughs> and Boston is a contender. Can Miles Bridges step up with PJ Washington out of lineup and more attention getting thrown his way? He's been uh, averaging 13 points and five rebounds over the last month with 1.8 three pointer made. Totally cool. Absolutely fine. Uh, it, I would like him to get up to like 18 points over the next couple of games, especially mm-hmm. against Utah or sorry, especially against Cleveland. I think you have to like try to get a 20 and 10 in that game. Um, because I think you can, and uh, Miles Bridges needs. He started off, you know, a little shaky, but this is his time to shine. Because next year, it's he will be a third. Like he and PJ Washington will sort of be established. This is the future of our team. Um, we're going to build around you guys. Mm-hmm. So this is really like his last year, where it's like, all right, here's the leash. Do whatever you want. Like we just want to see improvement. We have no expectations. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Uh, my guy who I am excited, Natty, he's on my team, and he is back and doing crazy things already. Uh, Darren Fox is back. Hell yeah. He is healthy. Let's hope that this means the Kings will suddenly start actually moving the basketball at a decent pace. It's been working for them. It's so stupid. It's I can't really believe dumb. it. We're, they're in the seventh seed right now. It's like, ridiculous. I can't... Uh, Oh, God, that's really annoying because there's so much fun when they're fast. Right. But maybe, yeah, like you but said, maybe the speed of Darren Fox. He's already, they're playing the Hornets right now as we're recording this. He's already like physically leapt over Devontae Graham uh, and blocked his shot with his foot. So he's already doing Jesus. crazy shit on the court. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited that he's back. He's just a fun guy to watch play basketball because of his speed and just because what he can do on the court. So I'm glad he's back and healthy. And let's see if these Kings can get frisky again. They're in the seventh seed, like I said. They're 12 and 14. They've been 500 over the past 10 games. Uh, does De'Aaron Fox get you three more wins? Because if he does, then you're tied with Utah for the sixth seed, and that's a legit team. Yeah. So let's do it. the Kings could, I mean, this could be their playoff year. Like we were hoping. So right now, they're the seventh seed. The OKC Thunder are in the eighth seed, and everyone's also saying that no one can trade. Chris Paul. So it's like, why not try? If you're going to be good, you have all these picks. Uh, the Phoenix suns are out of the playoffs. Their fast start really 
is they're three and seven over the past 10 games, but eight coming back. That's true. That's very true. But then you can't, you know, (laughs) well, they'll probably be able to find minutes for their stretch five. Right. We'll see. Uh, But Portland's still out, although they're only a game out. Uh, San Antonio is two games out and Minnesota is two games out. So there's still a lot of flux going on, but I still like Sacramento more than I like those teams. If De'Aaron Fox is back and healthy. I like it though. I'm excited. Let's see how this thing. Like it would be tough for them to get. So here's the top six in the West, the Lakers, the Clippers, the Mavs, the Nuggets, the Rockets, the Jazz. It would be sort of tough to see the Kings getting more wins than one of those six teams. Yeah. I would love to have them be frisky, but they don't Hell need yeah. to be the playoffs to be frisky. So we will, we'll see what they can do in the West and at least cause some sort of chaos and havoc. It's just nice that there's a lot of churn in the West. And aside from, you know, the Lakers and the Clippers, we don't really know where these right. teams are going to end up in the standings. And that's what's fun about it. Hey, it's nice not knowing. Hey, you know? it's, it is a gift that we both share and we are giving to you, the listener. By the way, if the playoffs started today, the Bucks yes. would be 24 and four, and the Sixers would be 20 and eight in the East, and the Lakers would be 24 and three, number one in the West, with the Clippers 20 and eight. So both conferences sort of look the same right now in the pecking order. Um, but let's know. get frisky, baby. Let's throw yeah. some shit in there and see what happens. It's going to, and no one's gotten traded, just like we sort of predicted, by yep. the way. Like nothing's happened yet interesting season we'll see what happens uh all right well that's all we got for this week make sure to subscribe find us wherever you get your podcasts itunes spotify stitcher uh fake teams podcast channels where you'll find us just search fake teams and we will pop right up uh make sure to follow us on twitter at the long two podcast we will be back not next week because it's winter break we got all kinds of things and we're celebrating holidays and whatnot but maybe the week after maybe not because that'll also be new year's who knows when we'll be back (laughs) but we will talk to you guys back in when we talk to you next it'll be in 2020 natty uh have yourself a good holiday you do the same i'm gonna leave you just with a question love it is ray a clone of the emperor because remember she has no parents or was she another immaculate conception Thank you very much. Enjoy your holiday. Enjoy Star Wars. (laughs) 